0: Even as we share the gospel of Jesus Christ today. My name is George and I am very grateful to be here. Let me pray for you. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, we thank you for the wonderful time that you have given to us. We praise your name and we give you glory. Declaring that there is no other God like you, there is none to be compared to you, almighty God. And we invite you for this service, almighty God, even for the people who are at home, for those who are watching us as they drive, for those who are watching us on their phones, and from every place that they are watching us, we pray that the blessings of this telecast almighty God may reach them in the name of Jesus Christ. We worship and we praise you. In Jesus' name we pray and we believe. Amen. So today I want to talk about uh, something that has been in my heart for a while, even as I was praying for the church, And praying for the people and praying for the nation of Kenya and I want to talk uh, from the title of the, the title of my sermon is the enemy is at the gate the enemy is at the gate we are living in dangerous times in this world of today very dangerous times nothing seems to work you find people who are You talk to them, and they tell you how they are trying hard to make ends meet. But it is as if nothing is working. Parents are struggling to discipline their children. For now we have a lack of discipline and disobedient children who are coming up in this generation. Authority is no longer respected. And you can see the newspapers, or you can get to social media, and you will see how disrespectful we have become when it comes to authority. The church is greatly disrespected, and the men of God are treated as if they no longer have the words of life with them. They are treated like criminals. People are spiritually suffocating and dying every day. It is as if there is a shocking spirit that has been released in the world today to suffocate the believers. People are hungry and they are thirsty for fresh manna, but the city is under siege and the enemy is at the gate. And one of the things that I want to bring out very clearly today is the kind of gates that i'm talking about so that we are able to understand what what this prophetic message is all about in our nation and to every believer who cares to listen so i'm going to give you six things that the gates do and even as i give you these six things i'm going to be praying in the midst of some of these points so that the power of God can begin to work in us and can begin to work in our nation and even in our spirits. The enemy is at the gate and if you care to listen today I want to pro- to sound a warning to the nation of Kenya and I want to sound a warning to the nations across and I want to sound a warning to all believers you who consider yourself a believer And I want to say, the enemy is at the gate. The number one thing that gates are good for, or that gates used to do even in the old days, is that gates provided access. That is the number one. Gates provided access into towns, into villages, into temples, into houses, into cities, and even in nations gates served both to allow access and to limit access in other words gates would act as a physical barrier in this time that we are living in we know many people were living behind what we call gated communities or behind great homes that have great gates and these gates offer you protection These gates offer you access or they limit access. And so when I talk about gates and when I say that the enemy is at the gates, I am talking about the spiritual gates. And I'm saying we have provided access to the enemy in the church. We have opened the gates of the church, the spiritual gates, and we have allowed the enemy to come in and do whatever it is that he desires to do. We have opened up the gates into the church and given the enemy access. Now we, have no, we no longer have prayers like we used to in the church. We no longer have meetings. And as much as we may say it is due to COVID-19, I want to say this that the church is you and the church is you as an individual. And, the, and, and statistically they say that the average Christian prays for only 10 minutes. The average Christian, this average Christian is a Christian who goes to church. The average Christian is a Christian who reads their Bible. The average Christian is a Christian who believes in Jesus Christ and tries their best to live according to the precepts of the Bible. That Christian prays for 10 minutes. Every day. How about those Christians who are not average? We have given the enemy access into the church. We have provided access to the enemy in our families. We have provided access to the enemy in our spiritual walks by lack of prayer. Our families today, the family unit is under attack because many believers have stopped praying with their families have stopped praying with their spouses, their wives or their husbands, have stopped praying with their children. I remember when I was growing up and my mother instituted an order in our home that we must be praying every day as a family, a culture that was built in us and built in me as we were growing. We have given access to the enemy into our homes, and to the, into the gates of the families, and into the gates of the church that now we are powerless. Our families are powerless, our churches are powerless, our homes are powerless, our children are powerless, our music is powerless, our prayers are powerless because we have given access to the enemy. And I came to say to you today that the enemy is at the gate. So we must begin to pray as believers against the access we must begin to lock doors now if you're a father you must stand like a father and stand as a father in your home and say no to ungodliness and say no to idols and say no to strange images if you're a single man it is your responsibility To say no and deny access to the enemy over the lives of your children. Deny access to the enemy over the life of your home and your family. Deny access. And even as we pray, we must pray and declare that access is denied to ungodliness in our nation. That access is denied to idol worship. In our nation, that access is denied to all the brazen images in our nation, and access is granted to godliness, and access is granted to the Holy Spirit, and access is granted to Jesus Christ. And so I pray for your homes this morning, and I pray that the Holy Spirit of God will find access in that home. That the Holy Spirit of God will find access in that marriage. That the Holy Spirit of God will find access in those children. That the Holy Spirit of God will find access and will begin to perform miracles in your home. I call back that son who has gone astray. And I call back that daughter who is going away. And I pray that the power of the Almighty God will protect your gates at home and in the church. And I pray for the church today in the name of Jesus Christ. And I pray that the church of Jesus Christ will begin to rise again in this time and in this hour. The number two thing that gates were good for is that gates were good for protection. According to the book of Second Samuel 18:24. watchmen were placed high up on the walls by the gate in order to give alarm when danger approached. And today as I stand before your presence I have a concern. The things that we are seeing happening in the church and the things that we are seeing happening in our homes and the things that we are seeing happening in our nations, they make me want to ask where are the watchmen? Where are the watchmen who will sound the alarm? Where are the watchers in this generation and in this time? The enemy is at the gate and there is no one to sound the alarm. The enemy is at the gate and there are no watchmen. The enemy is at the gate and the watchers have fallen asleep. The enemy is at the gate. Our protection is compromised and the danger and the nation is in danger. And the people who have been given the chance to stand at the gate are busy sleeping or eating and making merry, I come to you today to sound the alarm, Kenya, to sound the alarm, Africa, that the enemy is at the gate and he has besieged us and we do not know what to do. But do not lose hope, brothers and sisters, for I call upon all who care to rise and pray, Though you may rise up in your night and pray. That you may rise up in your mornings and pray. That you may rise up in the evenings and pray. That you may rise up at every hour and pray. There is no other way we will drive this enemy back. Only if we pray. Psalm 107, 15 and verse 16. And the Bible says, let them give thanks to Yahweh for his loving kindness. And for his wonders to the sons of men. For he has shuttered gates of bronze and cut bars of iron asunder. And Isaiah 45 verse 2 says, I, the Lord says, I will go before you and make the rough places smooth for you. I will shutter the doors of bronze and cut the iron bars. We serve a living God. And this is the encouragement that we must have at all times even as we ask for the Lord to protect us the Lord is attentive to our cry when we call him he will answer he who watches over you shall not slumber he shall hold you up and protect you the sun shall not smite thee by day nor the moon by night may the Lord be our protection that though the enemy as is at the gate of our protection and at the gate of our shield We drive him away in the name of Jesus Christ and declare that the Lord is our protection. That the Lord will be the protection upon us as a people. That his angels will surround us. That his angels and his fire will surround us and encompass us and envelop us and surround us and protect us. And today I pray for you, my brothers and my sisters. And I pray that may the gates of bronze be shattered before you. May the bars of iron be cut into pieces before you. And may the rough places be made smooth in the name of Jesus Christ. Three reasons. The third reason for for the gates is this. Gates were places where judgment was spoken. Now this talks about judicial and legislation gates. People would go to the gates when a determination was to be made regarding right and wrong. It was at the gate that the government and law was decided on and communicated to the people. It was at these gates that judicial decisions were made. The king often had a seat or throne in the gate for these purposes. And you can do your references. I don't want to go into these verses right now because I have limited time. And you can check these verses, 2 Samuel 19 and verse 8. And you can check 1 Kings 22 and verse 10 about gates being a place for legislation and for judicial matters. Elders gathered at the gates to make rulings and to make decisions. This is according to Isaiah 29, verse 20 and 21. And you can also check Amos, chapter 5, and verse 10. And you can also check Deuteronomy 21, verse 18 to 19. And actually, I'm going to read that verse. Deuteronomy 21, 18 and 19. Decisions. Judgment, sorry. Judgment. And the Bible says in Deuteronomy 21, 18, 19. If any man has a stubborn and rebellious son who will not obey his father or his mother... And when they chastise him, he will not even listen to him. Verse 19, then his father and mother shall seize him and bring him out to the elders of his city at the gateway of his town. Now, one of the things that I want to say to you today, and I want to speak over this nation, is this. There are determinations that are about to be made in this nation, and the enemy has stationed himself at the gates of the judiciary and at the gates of the legislature. If the saints do not pray, some of the uh, determinations that are to be made will drive us into slavery. Let me repeat that. I am talking about the gates of judicial, uh, the gates of judgment. And this is what I'm saying. There are determinations that are to be made in this nation. And the enemy has stationed himself at the gates of judiciary and the legislature. If the saints do not pray, some of the decisions that that will be made or some of the determinations that will be made will drive us into slavery. So what I want to say is this, brothers and sisters, that even as we seek the face of the almighty God, and even as we pray and pray for the gates of this nation, we must pray for the judicial gates. We must pray for the legislation gates. Pray that the enemy of God will move away from these gates. And I pray that may the gate of judgment obey the Lord. May this gate obey the Lord. May this gate pass righteous judgment. And I'm going to also pray and I pray for those in authority. For those tasked to overlook and to be watchmen over these two gates. I pray for you. And i pray that the wisdom of god will rest upon you failure to pray for these gates brothers and sisters failure to pray for the judicial gates of this nation and the legislation uh, gates of this nation will lead you and your family it will hit home and will lead us into slavery the enemy is at the gates number four point about gates I said I'm gonna give you six. So my, uh, number four, key decisions were made at the gates. These are the gates of decision making. You can find a very good example in the book of Ruth, chapter 4, verse 1 and 2, where Boaz goes to the elders of the gate as Ruth's kinsman redeemer. And decisions are made there in regards to the life of Boaz and in regards to the life of Ruth. You can also check Deuteronomy. 25 verse 7 key decisions now what I want to say is this as much as key decisions are made in the legislature of our nation and key decisions are also made or key judgments are also made in the judiciary there are other places in our nation where decisions key decisions are made and these key decisions are made and they affect us they affect the price of bread they affect the price of food, they affect everything in our nation, and they affect the price of fuel. And what I want us to do is to pray for the keys, for for the key decisions, for the gates of decisions, that the enemies who stand at these gates will be defeated in the name of Jesus Christ. They will no longer enrich themselves with the poverty on the back of the poverty of the people of our nation. So we keep praying. You can also check Joshua verse twenty-four and verse uh, sorry Joshua chapter twenty and verse four. And one of the things that we have to understand is that once in a while, as a people, as believers, we have made wrong decisions. Once in a while, but at this time, at the hearing of my voice, I want to say this: We are the ones to decide what to accept and what to reject. The enemy is at the gate, but he doesn't have to stay at the gate. It is at the gate of decision that we make key decisions. And at this gate, key decisions are about to be made in our nation. And it is upon you and me to rise up in prayer and drive back the enemy. May the gates of decisions be influenced by the Holy Spirit. May our decisions bring glory to the Almighty God at this point. May every decision that you make in your home be a blessed decision. May every decision that you make, even in your job, be a decision that is led by the Almighty God. May we protect the gates of decisions, both personal decisions and national decisions. And point number five, the gate was also a place where they used to hold meetings, general meeting. it was a general meeting place. This is what we call the gate of socializing, or the gate of values and norms and culture and morals. Gates were the social fiber of the community in the old days and in the Bible days. Here, norms and values were determined. Friendships and social connections were made. Enemies were also made. And you can check Proverbs 31, 23. The Bible says, her husband is known in the gates. When he sits among the elders of the land, he is known at the gates. Why? Because this was the place of meeting. This is where people spoke about others. Proverbs 31 and verse 31. Give her the product of her hand and let her works praise her at the gates, at the gates, at the gates, at the gates. Psalms chapter uh, 69 verse 11 and verse 12, and he says, when I made sackcloth my clothing, I became a bywa to them. Those who sit in the gate talk about me, and I am the song of the drunkards. In other words, he was embarrassed and ashamed. At the gate was also the place of gossip. Now, in this time in our nation, we have failed to uplift our values at the gates of socialization. We have failed to stand for what is right. We have usually found ourselves driven into gossip. We have failed to address moral issues and we have sunk into what I call the depths of moral depravity. We have become the song of the drunkards. The enemy is at the gate. We must regain our values. We must regain our norms. We must regain our morals. And we must bring them into the subject to become subjects of Jesus Christ. We must regain our culture. We must regain what we call traditions and bring them into subject To Jesus Christ and his authority and today I pray for the gates of our values and I pray that the values of Jesus Christ will be lifted high I pray for our social media platforms and I come against every force of darkness in our social media and I come against every individual you know yourselves who is trying to take over the gates of our socialization and try to instill other values in the minds of our children and in the mind of our society and i speak against you in the name of jesus christ and i declare that today you fall and today you will be defeated in the name of jesus christ and the last gate brothers and sisters is what we call the gate was uh, the reason the purpose for a gate was a marketplace the gate was the marketplace and this is what i call the gates of the economy at this time the economy was controlled in the bible days at the gates second kings chapter 7 and verse 1 and the bible says that elisha said listen to the word of yahweh thus says the lord tomorrow about this time a measure of fine flour will be sold for a shekel and two measures of barley for a shekel at the gate of Samaria now if you want to check how the economy in the Bible was practiced at the gate you can also look at Nehemiah chapter 8 and verse 16 and you can also look at Nehemiah chapter 13 and verse 19 in actual fact there are almost a hundred references across the Bible about the gates and I want to say to you today that the enemy is at the gates of our economy and people in our nation are very very frustrated there is death all around people are slumping and bending as they carry burdens that are heavier every day every day every day the economy has been the enemy has taken over the gates of our economy the enemy has taken over the gates of our nation and what we are experiencing at this time but in, in addition to economic challenge and in addition to economic struggle what we are experiencing is the kind of experience that a city goes through when they are besieged when come, when the nation comes when another nation comes and lays siege around a city they cut off the water supply they cut off the food supply They cut off the social norms. They cut off the marketplace. They take over everything. And right now, as I speak to you, the enemy is at the gate. And what can we do about it? That is the question. And I want to say to you, that brothers and sisters, we must rise up. And I want to finish with the book of 2 Kings, chapter 19, and you can read the whole of it. I wish I had more time I would have read the book, the whole chapter, but it is a story about a guy, and this guy is called Sennacherib, the king of the Assyrians. And the Bible says that he came and laid a siege around Jerusalem and began to uh, blaspheme against the God of Israel. And he would send these words that would scare King Hezekiah. And King Hezekiah is saying that he, when he heard the words of Sennacherib, He was so shaken that he tore his clothes and wept and turned to the Lord and prayed. But the story ends in a very nice way, whereby the the angel of the Lord comes and destroys and kills over 180,000 warriors of Sennacherib and then sends him back to his nation. Powerful, powerful story. As I conclude, this is what I want to say, very prophetic Oh, listen, ye Sennacherib, you who has besieged the nation, you who have stationed enemies at the gate, your time has come to fall, and all your mighty warriors will be defeated with you in the name of Jesus Christ, in the name of Jesus Christ. And you see, when you read this book, you realize that when Hezekiah said a prayer, then the Lord answered the prophetic, um, through the prophetic word, through Isaiah. And Isaiah says, he will be defeated because he will hear a rumor and he will be defeated. And so today, brothers and sisters, I am saying to you today, though the enemy is at the gate of our nation and the enemy is standing, wanting to destroy our children, raising up the, uh, you know, wanting to destroy our morals, wanting to destroy our economy, wanting to destroy our hope, our faith, our strength and what we stand for. This is what I have the Lord say that the enemy will be turned back just like Sennacherib was turned back at the time of Isaiah. But the saints must raise a prayer. The saints must raise prayers to the presence of the Lord. Lord, we thank you for this day. Let your name be praised, O Lord. Let your name be glorified. Lord, we raise a prayer, have mercy on us, remember us, Almighty God, and be gracious to us. And I pray, Lord, we pray for this nation, and we ask that you drive the enemies back away from the gates, and that the watchmen will rise from their slumber. And the watchers almighty God will stand at these gates and will warn and will stand with us in the name of Jesus Christ. We ask for warriors, angel warriors, Almighty God, who can come and fight with us until we win the gates of our nation, and even the gates of our homes, and the gates of our finances, and the gates of our economy and the gates of our own lives, and the gates of our spiritual lives, almighty Father. We wage war, for you said that you shall establish your church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. May the gates of hell never prevail against the church in this nation, or against any believer in our nation. In the name of Jesus Christ, I pray and I believe. Amen and amen. So I encourage you, brothers and sisters, to keep praying. Let me have the worship to come, please. Let us keep praying just a few more minutes. If you're at home, just take one minute and begin to pray for the gates of your home. For any access that the enemy may be having upon your children or even upon yourself. Every gate, pray for it. As human beings, there are five things that we have to pray for. Five gates into our spirits. And so I want you to pray for them. I want you to pray for your eyes, that every, everything that the enemy may try to bring, into you into your eyes that it shall be defeated in the name of jesus christ taste sight smell hearing pray for these gates in the name of jesus christ individually almighty god we pray for your power we pray for your presence almighty god we cover ourselves with the blood of jesus we cover our touch our smell our sight our taste our hearing, Almighty God, we dedicate it before Your presence, and we say that the enemy be moved away from these gates, from our personal gates, from the gates of our hearts, from the gates of our minds, and the gates of our thoughts. In the name of Jesus Christ, let Your Spirit, Almighty Father, rise upon us. Let Your power rise upon us. In the name of Jesus Christ. Save our nation, O Lord. Save our nation, O Lord. In the name of Jesus Christ. In the name of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. The Lord bless you. And the Lord keep you.